Hey there, welcome back to the CC Podcast Telco, CC members and partners. Those of you who have been tuning in for a while now will remember an article review from a couple of months ago titled Diversity Requirements and Reducing the Risk of Traffic Loss in Your Network, based off the Ellolink white paper of the same name. As strongly as I recommend that episode to anyone interested in hearing more about Ellolink's subsea developments, I'm excited to tell you that today we will be reviewing the next article in the white paper series from Ellolink. Latency, how low can you go? This article is a collaborative project with writing credited to Diego Matos, Chief Operating Officer at Ellolink, Lindsay Thomas, Director at Subsea Networks Limited, Jim Poole, VP of Business Development at Equinix, Marcos Kennical, Chief Technology Officer of No Ping Tunnel and Hydropath, and Alexandra Yannick, Associate Director of IT. What is latency and how is it introduced into your network? The word latency is generally defined as the time between a cause and an effect, or a stimulus and a response. Network latency can be explained as the time it takes for a request to travel from the sender to the receiver and for the receiver to process that request. In the case of website latency, it is simply the round-trip delay from the browser to the server. Latency significantly affects application responsiveness, and hence it is desirable for this duration to be as close to zero as possible. But network design and simple physics get in the way. The main causes of latency in a network are propagation delay, measured as a function of distance and wave propagation speed, ideally within a fiber optic medium. The impact of route distance is the overriding consideration when trying to reduce latency in a network. Routing and switching. This relates to the various switches, routers and controllers that data passes through en route to its destination. Routing and switching at delay as header information is analyzed, but the advent of software-defined networking has vastly improved the efficiency of data routing. Queuing and buffering. When a network is particularly heavily loaded with traffic, Certain protocols queue packets to be processed later, to avoid packet loss, which adds queuing delay. The number of packets placed in the queue is referred to as a buffer. As the number of packets increases, so does the buffering delay and hence the latency. For networks including submarine cable and long-haul terrestrial fiber links, the main driver is to reduce the propagation delay by creating the shortest route between any two points in the system. The difficulty in designing the most optimal route comes from all the other aspects which must be taken into consideration, avoiding harsh seabeds and beaches, routing around environmental constraints such as coral reefs, protected species and fishing activity, respecting other seabed users such as wind farms, power systems and pipelines, etc. Subsea repeaters and equalizers also introduce latency into the network but far less than the fiber length itself. The trade-off between additional milliseconds and extra cable kilometers and slash or more difficult marine operations is a delicate balance and one that is so important. Reducing latency improves network performance. It is the critical factor for content providers, cloud computing companies and financial firms with reductions in delay of the order of a few milliseconds impacting the profitability of trading operations nanoseconds in the case of high-frequency traders. There is also believed to be a link between latency and responsive performance of users for search engines, 
would increase latency leading to decreased search results and click-throughs. There is also believed to be a link between latency and responsive performance of users for search engines, with increased latency leading to decreased search result views and click-throughs. Latency and its effect on traffic streams. There are three main indicators used for measuring network performance. In addition to latency, throughput and packet loss also need to be considered, and how they interact in TCP, or Transmission Control Protocol, and UDP, or User Datagram Protocol traffic streams. Throughput relates to the quantity of data being sent or received in a unit of time and packet loss, packets of data fail to reach their destination across the network. UDP is a communications protocol that is primarily used for establishing low latency and loss-tolerating connections between applications. It speeds up transmissions by enabling the transfer of data before an agreement is provided by the receiving party. TCP is used for highly reliable host-to-host -host data communications between computers in a packet-switched computer communication network, such as the internet. It assumes that there is an underlying protocol to route the individual packets of data through the network. Most of the time, IP is used to do this, hence the common use of TCP slash IP for communications on the internet, as TCP integrates a mechanism where it checks all packets are correctly delivered. Acknowledgement via a receiver transmitting a specific packet or flag back to the sender, it is directly impacted by latency. For efficiency purposes, not all packets will be acknowledged one by one before sending new packets, so a portion of the data is in flight, transmitted but not yet received and acknowledged. The number of packets that may be sent before receiving the corresponding acknowledgement packet is managed by a value called TCP congestion window. The congestion window increases as more data is sent and acknowledged in a period of time. Any delay before acknowledgement packets are received affects the rate of increase of the congestion window, and hence has a direct impact on the throughput. Hence, for TCP to achieve an optimal transmission rate, it is important to keep the pipe full, or as full as possible, by maximizing the amount of in-flight data. This is necessary because for every byte that is in transit, the sender will also maintain a copy of it in a buffer, in case it is not acknowledged, for example, due to packet loss, and it needs to be reset. So when a network link has a higher delay, it consequently has a larger capacity or volume, and therefore more potential for in-flight data that TCP must fill in order to be effective. This can be demanding on buffer size. In the case of fixed buffers, resulting in a generally fixed TCP window size, not considering loss. By doubling the round-trip delay, the end-to-end -end throughput could be reduced by 50%. This is because TCP will send all of the data in its buffer, but it cannot free up the buffer until it receives the acknowledgements from the receive side. Hence, a good portion of the network's capacity is wasted waiting for an acknowledgement. Modern OSs adopt several strategies and algorithms for dynamically varying buffers and consequent window sizes, but the actual round-trip latency between sender and receiver is the most crucial factor. In summary, round-trip delay is directly related to TCP windows, which are important for the reliable transmission of data. A higher delay, in absolute value, means that it takes longer for TCP to acknowledge a given amount of data. 
In TCP transmissions, it is possible to maximize throughput by maximizing the time spent transmitting data, rather than waiting for acknowledgments that already transmitted data has been successfully received. To maximize the time spent transmitting data, it's necessary to fill the network link to its complete capacity, known as the bandwidth delay product. The capacity or volume of a network link, i.e. how much data can be in the pipe at a specific time, is defined by the product of the delay and the bandwidth. In order to keep the pipe full, the sender and receiver buffers must match the volume of the network link. Tuning buffer sizes, which are reflected in advertised TCP window sizes, is not a universal solution because a long distance traffic flow may require large buffers to accommodate the bandwidth delay product, while a more local flow may waste buffer space if it does not need the same, possibly reducing the number of connections that may be serviced. In short, the user may get much less use out of a 10G link with a higher delay than the same bandwidth circuit with a shorter delay. If we consider the case of the Ellalink cable system where latency is significantly lower than traditional routes between Europe and Brazil, it is possible to imagine the scenario where a 10G circuit would move around 40% more effective payload or useful traffic than a 10G on an alternative two-hop path between continents. There would of course be additional delays due to the additional switching required to transit from Europe to North America and onwards to Brazil. With regards to packet loss, which relates to how missing acknowledgement packets affect the TCP congestion window, there are two effects on the speed of transmission. The first, that packets need to be retransmitted, and the second, that the TCP congestion window is not permitting optimal throughput. It is clear that when designing TCP and IP networks, low latency routing is imperative. The relationship between latency and performance is almost exponential. And in many cases, saving a few milliseconds is well worth the additional spend for a low latency route. The simplest way of solving the impact of latency on network speed and system and application performance is simply by removing the distance between users, applications, and partners. This can be performed by distributing latency-sensitive application workloads at the edge, closer to people, clouds, data, and business ecosystems that interact with them the most. Placing IT traffic exchange points in strategic metro locations that are near to employees, customers, and business partners in order to reduce the latency between users and cloud apps and services is one approach that can be taken. Finding locations that offer the shortest distance to the largest number of counterparties is key, and often businesses place their application in co-location data centers that connect multiple users within the same facility or campus. Increasingly, enterprises are bypassing the internet and privately interconnecting to network providers to help optimize their networks for digital business. According to a study published by Equinix, network providers make up the largest percentage, 66%, of the partners to which enterprises want to directly and securely interconnect. And cloud and IT providers are the fastest growing ecosystem in installed interconnection bandwidth capacity based on a compound annual growth rate of 98% between 2017 and 2021. Clearly shifting from constrained point-to-point -point connectivity to optimized multi-point interconnection via direct, private IT traffic exchange points between users and local services eliminates the issues presented by distance.
Data center experts from Equinix have shared publicly that the following five steps can be taken by organizations to optimize their networks for lower application or workload latency, whilst harnessing local digital and business ecosystem connectivity. One, localize and optimize the network. Establish one or more interconnection hubs or edge nodes at a metro edge, closer to users, partners, and customers and to where business is conducted. Two, segment traffic flows. Prepare for multi-cloud and partner network integration, as well as digital service flow isolation. Three, establish multi-cloud connectivity. Integrate cloud services, value chains, applications, and data across local, cross-connected cloud providers, accessing software as a service services as needed. Four, offload the internet at the edge. Bring all traffic into the interconnection hubs and benefit from added control and reduced risk, while routing public internet traffic directly with internet peering. And five, connect to ecosystems. Cross-connect to business partners and ecosystems for digital commerce and or data exchanges. Examples of businesses affected by latency and how it can be addressed. Algorithmic trading is used in capital markets where long-term debt or equity-backed securities are bought and sold to react to market events faster than your competitor, subsequently resulting in increased profitability of trades. Algorithmic trading, which was first developed to make use of the data processing advantages computers have over humans, is a method of executing orders using automated, pre-programmed trading instructions which take into account variables such as price and volume. Low latency or ultra-low latency in capital markets refers to the use of algorithmic trading, and its effect is determined by the amount of monies lost per additional millisecond or nanosecond taken to complete the trade. B3, Brazil, Bolsa and Balcao, the largest stock and derivative exchange in Latin America, Note that their clients usually look for ultra-low latency in order to meet their strategic needs, arbitrage, market making, etc. Adding that these strategies have improved over the years and the timescale over which a trade is processed has gone from minutes to milliseconds, hence the rise of the high-frequency trader. High-frequency trading, or HFT, considered the primary form of algorithmic trading, is driven by high-speed, high turnover rates and high order to trade ratios. It is considered the primary form of algorithmic trading. When executing arbitrage strategies, for example, the opportunity to arbitrate the market may only present itself for a few milliseconds before parity is achieved. Therefore, latency has become a key feature in the decision-making process of HFT players and the likes of B3, as it provides a competitive advantage both to investors and the exchange. It's reported that one millisecond advantage can be worth 100 million US dollars to a major brokerage firm. HFT players spend significant resources in order to develop algorithms and systems that are able to trade quickly. Many different technical factors impact the time it takes for a trading system to detect an opportunity and to successfully exploit it. Processing time, propagation time, and packet size 
all play a part in the process and the efficiency of a trading system architecture, such as an operating system, a cabling type, etc., and the distance between the exchange and the trading venue, or between two trading venues, are key to reducing latency. Traders seeking low latency usually will install their computers in the same facility as the exchange. For example, Btree's data center located in Santana do Paranibia in order to eliminate delays due to a lack of physical proximity. This infrastructure comes at a significant expense, but the competitive advantage it offers means it's considered worthwhile. From the data center, ultra-low latency equipment is used for transit from the co-location access point to the negotiation core, providing latency of a few milliseconds. Microwave connections are preferred to fiber where possible, as they transmit data more quickly, but where it is necessary to bridge entire continents, fiber connections may be the only option. Below, we address the case of the Ellilink system, which offers a direct low latency fiber optic path between Europe and Latin America. By bypassing the traditional submarine cable system route via North America, Ellilink has significantly reduced latency durations between the two continents offering a huge competitive advantage to HFTs. From a gaming perspective, latency is extremely important as it plays a critical part in winning or losing a game. If we imagine two players aiming at the same target at the same time, the differentiator between winning and losing will be who hits it first, and this is purely determined by latency. Lag, caused by a slow response, is the gamer's worst enemy. This logic and the requirement for low latency gaming connectivity applies to the most popular of online games, such as Fortnite, World of Warcraft, League of Legends, Starcraft, Overwatch, and so on and so forth. When considering the need for new low latency globally, it is important to look not only at where gaming is most popular, but also where servers are located and what languages are spoken. The connection between gamers in Brazil and Portugal is obviously strengthened by the common use of the Portuguese language. The Brazilian gaming market is vast, with Brazil currently ranked the 13th largest gaming market in the world and the third largest audience of the esports market behind China and the USA. With a 13.5% annual growth rate, Brazil accounts for 1.6% billion US dollars in video game related revenue. Second in Latin America only to Mexico. With nearly 75.7 million players, this astonishing market is forecast to grow by 5.3% by 2022, according to PwC. The research also shows that smartphone games alone are forecast to reach 878 million US dollars in the next two years. Casual gaming and microtransactions, which consist of purchasing virtual coins, items, and more, are the top elements that will help drive these results. Recent studies show that 73.4% of the Brazilian public play some form of electronic game, a growth of 7.1% since 2019. Subsequently, a lot of game servers are located in Brazil such as League of Legends, Black Desert, and Fortnite, three of the most popular PC games. Other key server locations for popular games are Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, 
League of Legends server locations are the USA, Chile, Brazil, the Netherlands and Germany. Black Desert server locations are the USA, Brazil and the Netherlands. Fortnite server locations are USA, Brazil, Germany and England. Other key server locations for popular games are, in the case of Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, the USA, Peru, Chile, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Austria and Sweden. World of Warcraft, the USA and France. Looking at the specific requirements for low latency route between Europe and Latin America, companies such as NoPing are seeking to enable Brazilian gamers to play on European servers in a competitive way. This would make it possible for Brazilian esport teams to train with European teams without any need for travel, particularly key during the current global COVID 19 pandemic. As in physical sports, professional esport players are constantly seeking to develop their strategies and to be challenged by people from other regions and countries. Similarly, in the case of MMORPG, or massively multiplayer online role playing games, where players take the role of a character often in a fantasy or science fiction world, low latency cross continent routes open up the ability to play newly released games or befriend new groups of gamers. Elolink, addressing the issue of latency between Latin America and Europe. Traditionally, transatlantic submarine cable systems have taken a route across the North Atlantic from Europe to Canada, New Jersey, New York, and more recently to Virginia Beach. Those wishing to reach Latin America would access onward connectivity via a separate cable system, predominantly headed to the Brazilian hotspots of Fortaleza, Rio de Janeiro, and Praia Grande. This approach of indirect routing is non-ideal for low latency applications for the reasons outlined above. The primary focus of the Elolink system is to offer a direct one-hop connection for those wishing to reach Latin America from Europe and vice versa with the lowest latency. Demand for digital content in Latin America. The demand for digital content continues to rise, which also drives the demand for network optimization in order to solve latency issues. LATAM is one of the fastest growing regions in the world for the content and digital media sector in terms of projected installed interconnection bandwidth capacity. In Brazil, the expected growth in entertainment and media expenditures is 5.5%, that's between 2019 and 2023, compared to 4.3% globally. This has fueled content providers such as Netflix to turn to private direct interconnection across their ecosystems to ensure a seamless streaming experience. Their users now have better uploading performance while being in a more stable and secure environment. It is also important to note that the recent COVID-19 pandemic has had an effect on the entertainment and media market with new users and longer viewing times during quarantine periods. A recent article published in Latin America Business Stories reported that Netflix has added almost 3 million new subscribers in Latin America. Similarly, throughout Latin America, live streaming music concerts has become popular, with Brazilian artist Maria Mendonca streaming the biggest live video concert in the history of YouTube with more than 3.2 million concurrent viewers, compared to Beyonce's 458,000 viewers in a live stream in 2018. 
Ellerlink has selected the Equinix data centers in Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, Lisbon, and Madrid to locate their points of presence. Equinix is the leading provider of interconnection and co-location services in the Brazilian market. In Sao Paulo, Equinix maintains four data centers consisting of over 13,875 square meters of co-location space and maintains a dense ecosystem of financial services firms, cloud and IT service providers, digital content providers, and social media platforms. Sao Paulo is the financial hub of Brazil and home of the Bovespa Stock Exchange. Equinix serves as an interconnection hub for many financial services firms and hosts multiple local networks authorized to provide low latency access to the exchange. Ellolink will support these customers by providing direct access to Europe with the shortest possible RTD. In Rio de Janeiro, Equinix operates the most network and cloud-dense data centers in the city, with two data centers consisting of 5,200 square meters of co-location space. Rio is Brazil's hub for the energy sector, and here Equinix offers an ideal location to house big data applications for the oil and gas industries. Overall, Equinix hosts the most cloud on-ramps in Brazil, including access to AWS, Azure, Google, IBM, and Oracle. Throughout Brazil, customers have access to the country's peering exchange, IXBOR, Equinix's Brazilian managed services pro Equinix's Brazilian managed services portfolio and premium co-location in compliance with Equinix's global SLA. The combination of significant market growth in Latin America, the creation of a new low-latency transatlantic route, and neutral open access connectivity makes the Ellolink Equinix combination perfect for those looking for a high speed route between two continents. This paper has addressed the cause and impact of latency in today's telecommunications network and looks specifically at the cases of high frequency trading in gaming. The requirement for a direct one hop route across the Atlantic has been reviewed and the specific case of Ellolink considered. Increased demand for digital content in Latin America, and in particular the effect of COVID-19, have all played a part in the drive for a new low-latency cross-continent solution, the Ellolink Bruce Revolution. Hey there, welcome back to the CC Podcast Telco, CC members and partners. Those of you who have been tuning in for a while now will remember an article review from a couple of months ago titled Diversity Requirements and Reducing the Risk of Traffic Loss in Your Network, based off the Ellolink white paper of the same name. As strongly as I recommend that episode to anyone interested in hearing more about Ellolink's subsea developments, I'm excited to tell you that today we will be reviewing the next article in the white paper series from LLA. Latency, how low can you go? This article is a collaborative project with writing credited to Diego Matos, Chief Operating Officer at Ellolink, Lindsay Thomas, Director at Subsea Networks Limited, Jim Poole, VP of Business Development at Equinix, Marcos Kenical, 
Chief Technology Officer of No Ping Tunnel and Hydropath, and Alexandra Yannick, Associate Director of IT.